1: Now, we're joined by Eamon Ryan, Green Party Leader Minister for the Environment, Climate, Communications and Transport. Uh, Minister, before we get to the £1.3 billion, uh, package, we had Aidan Reardon on about that particular subject earlier on. He's saying the government should decree that in 15 years' time, uh, single-sex schools should be gone, phase them out. Do you, do you agree with that? Uh, you, you, like me, are a product of, a think I think I'm right in saying, a single-sex school.
0: Yes, and I agree with you. It's not for the maths or the science or the language skills. It's for the... Living with each other in life skills and and also yeah I, I think um, I would prefer I would have preferred to have the choice of sending uh, having gone to uh, uh, co-ed school and I don't I think a lot of places we don't have that choice so would I, you, would I you go as you far as to have every school. I think that's certain amount, too restrictive yeah I think it you need, you need a certain amount of freedom but I'd like to see a lot more I'd like to see a lot more community co-educational schools I think they're the really good model.
1: Okay, uh, let's talk about uh, the 1.3 billion euro package. You must be delighted because there's a lot of green measures. Uh, you've won a lot of the arguments here uh, on excise duty, the phasing out of excise duty, on more targeted uh, benefits to people. There's a there's a big green uh, tint of this document, isn't
0: it? Yeah, like you you own all the things that you like, and you have to own the things you don't like as well. It's a balanced decision in cabinet on in government on issues like this. But I do think we've got broadly the balance right. And I think there is, if I was kind of, what's, well, firstly, it, it is, um, it's not a big budget. Like, it is just, uh, what we do need to do is unwind some of the measures. Like, I think one of the things we need to get right here is that we keep our finances sound. Mm. You know, we're, we we see in the past what happens when you do boom and bust. It, it, it's re- And it was important that we unwound some some of the measures so that we have, The finance available to provide social welfare, education, housing, health—you name it. So, and I think that broadly had to be done. Um, Secondly, I do think while we're still then continuing with the package of about one point three billion, as Kira said. I think it was important in this instance, and I think it's been broadly welcomed that it was more targeted um, I mean, listen, we came up actually, my own department with this idea of the energy credit and it really worked and it was the right tool at the right time in the four times we've applied it in the last year and a half. But I do think it's appropriate now, particularly going into the summer period, that we did target the supports and therefore those increases in social welfare, those uh, particularly I suppose targeting children or families with young people. And I know I was reading some of the commentary this morning, people saying, Oh, but what about you know, what about someone who doesn't have children? But I suppose that that is a strategic or that's a balanced decision that the state must take. It's hard to raise a family at the moment. It's hard to It's a hard thing to do in the best of times. But if we can get that right, if we can make it easier for parents to raise children in a healthy way, in in a secure way, that in the long run is good for all of us. And and so I suppose that targeting of social welfare increases and targeting of supports for children and people with children. Yeah. I'm proud of that. Uh,
1: Can I ask you, though, about the decision not uh, to... to, uh Bring VAT on hospitality uh, to leave it at the current nine percent, which was supposed to be a temporary measure. I heard your justification for it yesterday, and um, that you know it was done for uh, to, to to keep a cap on inflation. I'm not sure I'm convinced by that Minister I mean, uh, like uh, a, uh, raising the rate by 4 percentage points on, a, on a, a sector of the economy, however large isn't going to have a massive impact on inflation and can I quote you Sebastian Barnes uh, obviously an independent observer the, uh, the financial watch the fiscal watchdog, he's saying it's potentially going to make it more difficult for the government to help people uh, with its plans towards the end of the year if we have a hard winter. 300 million euro, that's what it's going to cost to keep that's just between now and August. In a full
0: year, it would be twice that. Yeah. Um, so it is significant. One thing is absolutely certain, and you call me back in here, if on the 1st of September this doesn't happen, it will be raised on the end
1: of oh, August. Oh, really? You're saying that emphatically? Yeah. Because I have to say, just knowing Irish politics and knowing how successful the lo- this lobbying campaign, I'd be sceptical of that, Minister.
0: Well, that's what I said. If we call, call me in over the coals if that doesn't happen. So Eamon that's
1: Ryan is saying emphatically, yeah. this will end in September.
0: Yeah. In the first, uh, 31st of August, I
1: think, is oh, the closest... Yeah, well, day, we're sorry, we won't hold you date. to a particular yeah. date, but you're saying in the autumn yeah, because this I do will think, end. think
0: because I think that point with Sebastian Barnes is right. Come back to what I said. Like, you, the main point or time for allocation is in the budget. And in that period in October we do need to know that we have the tax base to be able to provide for the housing, social welfare, education, health and so on. And I think that that those sort of measures are needed to help us do that. The argument is very hard. Economics is a very uncertain science. Um, but the the argument was made that inflation's coming down at the moment. Let's just time some of these so we, we see it go down further. Because when you put up the prices through a measure like that, it does have, I think it's about, 2.2 or 0.3 of a percentage increase in inflation it causes. And the argument was made well, listen, with inflation on the way down, let's keep it going down because that actually is good economic strategy. Was I mean, it not
1: lobbying by the sector that got to Fianna Fáil backbench TDs, which had a knock on, in fact, on uh, the Minister for Finance? And, and you guys had to, had to swallow uh, it.
0: I think, boy, we, there's a balance on this. And I think broadly, if you look at what the state has done in the last three years in managing our public finances, I think we've got it right. We've a very healthy exchequer balance we've we we've uh, we've been able to deliver three progressive budgets in that it protects those on lowest incomes most so um and i think that certainty in terms of <laughs> had we done a bud- or this measure where we didn't unwind the measures then I think that would have really damaged the credibility as I said with real certainty that will mm. be restored and it will help us to have the money so uh, I broadly think I mean I would say this because I was involved but uh, and yes maybe some people are lobbying but to be honest people are lobbying all the time but when the end when you make those decisions in the room in cabinet around the overall balance I don't think people sometimes think that you know, the lobbyists are ringing your ears too much I don't believe they are. Okay. I think you're broadly looking at what's the right economic strategy.
1: Interesting analysis by Pat Leahy in the Irish Times today. He says the cabinet can be divided in between uh, the party leaders, uh, hawks, uh, financial hawks, as in the the two ministers for finance, uh, Pasca- Pascal Dunne and Mike McGrath, and then the spenders. Uh, all the ministers want to spend. But I, I get the impression you're more of a hawk basically than a spender. Is that is that a fair portrayal in terms of your I'm, what I'm, you want to do? I'm a spender when it comes to housing and climate and transport Although and things Sinn Féin like that. Nothing on housing in that package. Yeah, yesterday. but
0: that, this wasn't a budget. Can I just broaden it out? I, mean, I think Pat's analysis is very good and, and very well informed, obviously. But I think there's another element in the mix in this country. And I think we do work in a partnership, social partnership way. Like we do listen to unions, employers, I said yesterday at the launch which I think is true like the likes of what St Vincent de Paul said in terms of we do listen like there is a partnership mechanism in this country where it's not just government you listen to opposition obviously but actually what what I think works in this country is that there's a broader debate like if you look at our neighbouring island God the trade unions hardly ever meet the government and look at the consequences they're not exactly benefiting from that approach I think the approach where we actually listen to a variety of different sectors and, and that's not lobbying I mean, it can be sometimes, but it's actually more... I mean, we had a belief meeting there a month or two ago where... You assess the overall economic situation and you're listening to what the unions the employers the social justice groups are saying and I think that actually is another element to the mix that people don't realise has an impact.
1: Okay, Uh, just before you go just under your uh, remit as Minister for Transport can I ask you about this ongoing issue with uh, drones uh, drone activity in and around Dublin uh, Airport I think we've had five incidents in just four weeks Ryanair rarely pull their punches and they're not in relation to you they're basically accusing you of being Asleep at the wheel. They've released photos of you, comparing you to Homer Simpson, backing into the hedge. Nothing to see here. They're saying you're doing nothing on this.
0: We are doing everything we can, including meeting further meeting this morning with Dublin Airport Authority. There was an incident yesterday. It is uh, there will be, as I understand, there's uh, a number of arrests coming for people who have been. Yeah, we, uh, and we won't well, talk about any cases we before. but be yeah, yeah. that. But this is a really serious issue. It's actually an issue that threatens people's lives because if you had an instance where a drone went into an engine, that could bring down a plane. So it's treated it's with deadly
1: seriousness. Yeah, absolutely. It has to be. But you, like, they're saying, I think, I think their argument is we need drone technology and you're too slow about introducing this.
0: I don't agree. Uh, the, the, we're looking at every option. It is often a military and a Department of Justice issue rather than their own department. But we're supportive and within government looking at every different option. It's not, uh, there aren't foolproof mechanisms. Uh, It does require the airport and the Guard, the authorities, and if necessary, the backed up by the Department of Defence. But um, my understanding, and we've looked at this in real detail, is that there isn't a cast iron mechanism where you can completely eradicate the problem. The most important one is that we do police it to the maximum and that, in my mind, any instance where people are found guilty, that there is a strong sentence because this is a serious crime.
1: Eamon Ryan, Green Party leader, Minister for the Environment, Climate, Communications and Transport. Thank you for talking to News Talk Breakfast this morning.
0: News Talk Breakfast with Kira Kelly and Shane Coleman. In association with AIR. Weekday mornings at 7. On News Talk.